3: Good um, afternoon, St. Louis. DGS on KMOX. Few minutes past five, one p.m. Sunny again. Oh, it's balmy. What is it like? Thirty uh, degrees?
4: Yeah, thirty. Day at the beach today or something? Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, I was gonna lay out in the sun for a yeah, bit. Yeah, it's fine. You'd probably still get burned, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes.
3: Freezer Absolutely. burned?
4: No, it would be sunburn <laughs> even in this
3: weather. Um, I'm gonna start the show with some examples of bad customer service. All right, and they get worse as they go. And the third one is really good. So stick around for that. Um, So the first one's no big deal. Uh, We're all meeting for lunch today. I was a little bit early because I'm always early. And I decided to go get donuts for everyone and uh, went to the place. It looked closed, but I I saw some movement. So I went ahead and went in. Kind of weird. And then the lady who waited on me, the only lady there, uh, was talking to someone on her phone and never stopped talking to her on the phone the entire Mm -hmm. time she was waiting on me. Couple that with, she was eating something the entire time, and it appeared to be an entire head of cauliflower. Like, like it wasn't like she took a bite of something, I'll be right with you, and then she swallowed it as she walked up Hi. What can I get you? She obviously put it in her mouth while talking to her friend before approaching me. And, you know, when you're ordering donuts, it's like, I'll get three of these and four of these. And after everything I said, she would just talk like the Hamburglar. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. And I don't know if you're talking to me or if the Fry Guys are on the other end of You know, like, I don't know what's going on. And so it was really off-putting, but it's one of my favorite donut places. So I don't want to, like, out them. But it's like, that's awful. That's just terrible customer service. And then she had the nerve to spin the old iPad around and ask for a tip. And I'm such
4: a schmuck. He gave her one. I gave her one.
3: Mm. Yeah. Not terrible, but lower well, than you I... normally
4: would, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah,
3: that hurt me enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> she was like I only tipped twenty five percent this time. I <laughs> <So, laughs> only tipped. So $8. then I meet these guys for
3: lunch at one of our favorite places again. I want to out them because I've had a hundred good meals there, mm-hmm. and uh, we're all we've got our food and we're having a good time. The food's great. We're about three fourths the way through. And I, and I noticed Andrew sort of poking, it, poking it <laughs> <laughs> kind of come to terms with something in his pot.
5: Andrew, you want to take it from there? Yeah. So it was a it was a soup like dish. We'll we'll call it a soup. And uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I it had soup like dish stew maybe That that could be my next tattoo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. soup stew like consistency. Yeah. Yeah. And so the whole time I'm eating, it's got, like, these big chunks of uh, meat in it. And the whole time I'm eating, I'm, I'm poking the bottom of the bowl that it's in. Because I'm thinking, like, it it, there, it feels like there's something down there that you can really get a hook on. Probably right? something good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm Andrew, like, this like, this is to be great. Be, this, this is, like, a, the biggest piece of uh, meat I've ever felt down here. <laughs> so I'm poking it, I'm poking at it, and then yeah, finally I'm like, <laughs> jeez. Finally, I'm like, I got, I gotta dredge this thing to the surface. I gotta know what I'm working with here because this is gonna be <laughs> gonna amazing. Oh, God. I hope it's a finger. So I, I, I hook it, I hook it from the bottom, <laughs> and I dredge it up, and I bring it up, and it. So at first, I think it's some kind of vegetable I've never seen before.
3: Let me take it from here. Which
5: is most vegetables? Yeah, were, he was really cute.
3: <laughs> it was a full napkin. That was in oh. his yeah, <laughs> and, and by and it I see, I disagree with you guys. I think it had been in there through the entire cooking process because it was steeped.
4: Yeah, in yeah, yeah his, but it would be it was like dissolved. What he's if it deciding was in
3: there. to call soup? It was not wet, which is why I think it was more than a napkin.
4: Why well, it may have been that liner that you yeah. get at the bottom of the meat container? Right, right, right. Yeah, right, right. yeah. Oh. yeah. it might have been that. Okay, yeah. yeah.
5: It didn't have the. It didn't
4: look like the napkin because it held have. its shape, you know, when he held yeah, it up on the no, fork. Yeah. It didn't like crumble. It looked
5: like he could have
3: wrung it out and washed it and used it. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. And so I thought oh. it
5: was like a like a new kind of vegetable, right? Yeah. So I at first I kind of I was gonna hold it up to the gang. <laughs> He's like, "Is this a cabbage?" And I was gonna say, "What do you guys suppose this kind of thing is?" And when I started to pull it out from the soup dish uh, type thing, I was like, "Oh, this is like a full like." It was like a nylon cloth it Ugh. bothered me and i wasn't eating it yeah I, <laughs> I, I i played it cool at first at first i was like
4: it's okay andrew's like i really i feel fine i feel fine i feel fine
5: and here's <laughs> how bad it was
3: The food Chris. was yummy we got home with the donuts and he wouldn't eat one uh-oh
2: yeah did uh, that's what i was thinking did it make you any of the rest of you feel like i'm not eating anymore
3: I didn't. Eat we were anymore. pretty much done.
2: Okay. Yeah, it was like yeah. the end
4: because I was saving and what it for I had last. was not like that, so I wasn't. Worried. Well, you're saving the big chunk. For I was left. saving yeah. this incredible. Yeah, it's going to be the best incredible part. piece of meat okay, for let last. Let me
3: tell you the last customer service story. Uh, this comes from our boss Steve, who went to Cancun. Oh, yeah. over the weekend. Oh, <laughs> and uh, so that's pretty great, right? You're in Cancun while well, it's negative ten degrees. Pretty sweet. Last night they're on the plane to head back. And it's in the late afternoon, and the the plane—so it's hot in Cancun, and it's hot in the plane, and everyone's sweating— and they, they come over the the loudspeaker and they say, like, hey, uh, just gonna be a little bit of a delay. Once we get in the air and the engines are going, then the air will come on, you'll be okay. All right. And Steve's not feeling great. I mean, they're in Cancun for four <laughs> days, right? I'm sure everyone's hungover. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's, uh, 85, and on it's 85 on the plane. It's 85 on the plane. So this keeps going on, going on, going on. And then there's like a kerfuffle up front. Steve's about halfway you know, back in the plane. And they they, they go over the loudspeaker and they say, okay, got some bad news. Uh, we're going to have to cancel this flight. Oh. And you're going to have to go back and go through immigration again <laughs> oh. to get back into the Mexican uh, airport. And we're going to put you up in a hotel, not a resort, but a Cancun Airport Hotel, and we'll fly out tomorrow. So everyone's like, what the hell? So then uh, they figure out what's going on. Uh, Steve sees the pilot walk off the plane and says to his wife, something's not right. And the guy ahead of him goes, yeah, something's really not right. So they're traveling with a group of people and one of their crew squad is sitting in the front row. And and this guy sees it all. So what happened, long and short, is that the pilot, Frontier Airlines, uh, wanted his wife to fly back with him and there was no room. So they were asking people to move and Coming home from Cancun, no one wants to, you know. Going to get back to work. So they say no, and the pilot walked off the plane <laughs> and ostensibly quit his job. Wow. And so they they come back on, and they're just like, yeah, uh, it's going to be tomorrow because there are no other planes. So they get off, and, of course, it's like a TikTok video. Everyone's yelling at the gate agent what's going on and all this stuff. And by this time, everyone knows. Because one of the flight attendants probably told one person, they told everyone, this guy in Steve's group saw the whole thing happen. And so about an hour and a half later, they haven't moved anyone to a hotel yet. They say, good news. We're going to be able to take off within like the next 30, 40 minutes. And they're thinking, that's kind of crazy because you said there wasn't a plane here and what's going pilot. on? So, Well, they had the one they were on. Here comes the pilot. Walking on the plane to a standing ovation because people think they've got a new pilot. <laughs> it's the same pilot. <laughs> so over that space of an hour, Frontier Airlines evidently talked the guy into not quitting, <laughs> getting back on the plane and flying him home. And it seems like, I'm not sure I want a disgruntled like, employee yeah. <laughs> flying the, the they plane got the wife, home. They got, the wife, on they the, got plane. the wife on the plane. Oh, well, then that's better. So she's got to be feeling sheepish at least. Yeah. Who'd they boot? Um, who knows? Uh, he, I think Steve said that they did,
2: in fact, have like a seat or two open, but they weren't going to let him take his wife How for about some
5: reason. That which I is know. like if you had the space open the whole time,
4: just
3: let her do it.
2: You just,
4: just delayed all of there. us for
3: nothing. I mean, as a lawyer, if I if I would have been the attorney for Frontier Airlines, which doesn't sound like a great job. Uh, I and they would have called me out and said the last thing you do is let that guy walk back on the plane. If you have a pilot who walks off the plane in a huff mm-hmm. and quits and then gets back on and this thing crashes or something goes bad, we are going to pay out gazillions of dollars mm-hmm. because you let a an unstable I think that qualifies as unstable. If if I and if I got up right now and walked out and didn't come back, I'm 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 fired. I'm not coming back. Because I've now proven myself completely unstable. And that's radio. You assume radio people are unstable. That's part of what we get paid for. (laughs) But like Rachel always says about, like, Supreme Court justices who want to make a million dollars a year. Hey, you're a Supreme Court justice. That should be enough. If you're an airline pilot, even for Frontier, you're special. You fly people 35,000 feet in the air Mm -hmm. in a metal tube. You don't get to walk off. And if you do, you should never fly again.
4: Anyone well, disagree with that? No, I would argue I, the I, same I, for bus drivers and train conductors, too.
2: Yeah. I have a question, though. Would there... Okay, so let's say it did go to some sort of trial. Who were the witnesses?
3: Well, they were all sending out social media. Yeah. Oh, okay. So people okay. are are tweeting and DMing each other and their, their yeah. loved
4: ones, and you're not going to believe this. This yeah, is just yeah. what happened, and... How about that for some that's, customer service? That's really service. something. Did they do anything for all these people who they delayed for no reason? I don't think so.
2: They were going to put them up for a night for free, though. Probably <laughs> in a stinky motel. Yeah, I was going to but... say in a
4: hotel. Yeah. Hey,
1: guess what? You get to miss another day at work, and everyone at your work will be mad at you because we're not <laughs> flying out. You know what I mean? Like,
4: yeah, <laughs> and you get to stay in Cancun, but only in that hotel at the airport.
1: If I had to go back through customs, that's what would make my blood. Oh. Burn. That's not okay.
3: Well, you know what a nervous flyer I am. I, I honestly, had I been on that flight, I really think I would have stood up and just said no. If, had I known the story. Let yeah. me off. Yes. I'm not going to fly with a guy who is so unstable that he just quit his job an hour ago. And you had to talk him into flying me. No.
2: Nope. Well, maybe she just didn't want to catch hell with um, his lady at
3: home. I can't believe you left me. You know,
4: that could all for
3: show? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Well, also... This guy's stuck in Cancun, too, the pilot. So if he gets off the plane and quits, he's going to now have to book himself on a flight somewhere. He might as well fly yeah. that
4: plane.
1: Yeah. <laughs> fly for free. Yeah, that, plane, that
3: plane's going back. I might as well fly it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness.
4: I mean, it's I would say that like, at the very beginning of the process, if there was an open seat, the airline should have said, sure, your wife can come on the flight. Like, that could have been. I mean, if it's open, what's the difference? Then you're missing the point. No, 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 no. I say there's a step. There's step by step. The worst villain in this is the pilot. He's the bad bad well, guy. Well, I think the really bad guy is Steve. But I mean, that's no, just sure. That goes without
3: saying.
2: Yeah,
4: this is something that should have happened to him.
3: Yeah, he still got some. When's your to make
2: contract up, up Ron? Yeah, it's just unfortunate that the other 199 people had to deal with it too. Yeah. You're paying for Steve's mistake. Sorry. Uh, you know, I keep thinking about the person getting your donuts. Yeah, and. You said they were chewing on food. Yep. I don't like when people are handling my food and they open their mouths, <laughs> or they're talking, because when you talk, you know, stuff comes out of your mouth.
1: What about when people smoke when they're preparing food? You ever seen that happen?
2: I've never actually seen it. Mm. it but to that's pretty gross all the time. Back but if in the somebody's day.
3: chewing on food, yeah, that's gross. Yeah. You know. That this, was one uh, thing during, uh,
4: uh, parents used to smoke during dinners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Yep. Th- this this is like, this goes back to the thing we talked about yesterday. Like the power structure has changed. Because in the past, you would have complained that person gets fired and someone who's not going to do that yeah. is going to be there the next day. But now they won't fire anybody at any of these places because mm, they might never replace them. Yeah. Mm. You can't fire that pilot, Dave. You'll never get another one. Mm-hmm. And then the napkin
3: thing, they they took they took Andrew's meal off, but it wasn't like an oh my god, we're so sorry. Yeah. And was I was too... I was watching when they told the let's say chef uh what was going on and I could see him protesting. Like I didn't want to hear it cuz I would have gotten really angry, but I could tell he was basically blaming Andrew.
4: Yeah, that that should have been a much Having been I, okay. having been a server, it was my reaction would have been a lot stronger. It was and a like, $100 lunch, which
3: sounds like I took them to Capitol Grill, but it was just a, an Asian place. But everything is $20, then you tip blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I think they should have given us the whole thing. If, if I served a lunch and one out of four, 25% of the lunches had a
5: rag in uh. it. I uh, I knew we were in trouble because she said uh, when I pulled it out, she said it's just a napkin.
3: Yeah, (laughs) I know. It
1: makes
3: me wonder what else people have pulled out. Yeah, I was like, (laughs) yeah, but it's in the food (laughs) though.
4: She she said that, and then immediately she she come back and said, I took it off. We didn't have to ask her to take it off, but still, like. The reaction was way too oh, casual. Oh, thank
3: God it's just a napkin.
4: Yeah, way too... Ca- yeah, what else could... Just a napkin, boys! Oh, what would be bad? my Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Did I tell you when I was working just at Dick's napkin. and a couple of ladies came in for lunch and they, you know, got Diet Cokes or whatever? So we used to have those big cups, you know, those big, like, 32-ounce cups, yeah, yeah. You fill them with ice. I brought it back, put it down, started to walk away, and the one lady says, uh... Because I gave them my name, and she said, uh, Chris? And she... <laughs> Gives that me the finger you. like come oh, back over no. here And she points at the cup About an inch and a half cockroach Right on the side <gasps> oh! of the cup oh! Didn't see it I did not Dude. see it Was it alive? Yeah Okay And I said oh And she goes I think we're gonna leave
5: mm. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> <"Yeah."> Perfect, <laughs> I don't, I don't, don't blame much. you Well hold on Run. What if, what Run. if Run. You it's you like, had, I might leave too What if you had seen it? What do you mean? Well, what would I have done? Yeah, like what are you supposed, what are, uh, after, after you well, screamed? What was the protocol at the restaurant if you found a massive cockroach? Well, on Well,
2: we didn't who's... have a cockroach oh. protocol. Okay. So what I would have done is probably like ooh, and then uh, dump throw everything the cup. out. Yeah, dumped everything out, throw the cup away uh-huh. or something, and then gotten them new cups. Was that like the
5: only time that that
2: happened? Yes. Okay, but I know the place did have a cockroach problem when I was yeah. in,
3: <clears throat> when I worked at Mister Donut when I was sixteen. The owner, this really handsome guy who drove a Porsche came in and I was nervous and I dumped an entire tray of donuts on the floor and I started picking them up and throwing them in the trash and that only then did he go off on me uh, he's I, like you little son of a bitch I blah 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 and he's like you sell these they're fine and there's nothing dirtier than the floor of a donut shop oh, yeah <laughs> I have worse stories about Mr. Donut okay let's finish off this half hour with one more calling out shall we uh, let me tell you the way I go home in case you want to shoot me. Uh, so <laughs> I go from, I go down Olive to Jefferson. I turn left on Jefferson. I turn right on Market. And then the entrance ramp to Highway 40 is right there. Uh, two nights ago, I'm taking the entrance ramp up on Highway 40. And on the right-hand side of the entrance ramp, which is not two lanes, just one lane, sticking out into the lane, clearly over the yellow mark, in the way of traffic, is the front end of a car. So imagine everything, oh, like your is. undercarriage, it's, it's big. Yeah. This thing is big, much bigger than a very large person. So I can get past it, you know, <laughs> go a little slow, move around it, take off. That's Monday. Last night, it's still friggin' there. Oh, my goodness. Whoever is in charge of getting half of a car off an entrance ramp, you suck. You suck at your job. You should go work at the donut shop. Like, how—this is supposedly a major city, and it's not like it's—we see abandoned cars. They put the orange sticker on it, and then, you know, Amy and Chris decorate it. Like, okay— You're just illegally parked. You abandoned your car. I get it. This is on an entrance ramp to Highway 40 in a major city where we try to get people to come for conventions and ball games and stuff like that. And I'll bet you anything it's still there. Or someone's listening from the city and they'll go move it right now. But for for (laughs) at least 48 hours, about a third of a car was on the entrance ramp to Highway 40 sticking out into the lane. Mm. Ah. Am I expecting too much? Mm-hmm. Well, there
2: does that mean that nobody's reporting it? Because there is a place to report stuff like that. And I forgot what the number is. In fairness, but,
3: I didn't report it, but then I just assumed that Somebody
2: would come by and pick it up. Especially with it.
3: the weather and the snow and yeah. you know, some of them they have to be treating the road
4: somehow. Well, they didn't plow anything downtown. <clears throat> it was all just snow covered. Well, no one's down here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, Dave. Like it was kind of my thing with the potholes when that car, when the pothole ate up the tire on one of my cars. That's
3: crazy. Like that they didn't pay for that. Hey, they mm-hmm. yeah,
4: Modot's not paying for. it. They're like we, nobody told us about it in advance, so we're doesn't matter. What do you mean
3: nobody told you? You don't really have any
4: checking. You don't check the roads, right. and that doesn't matter. No.
0: <sighs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy
4: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
3: Oh, my mom is dancing right now. She loves the hill. Uh, Told the story about how he went to one of our favorite Asian places downtown and uh, about 98% the way through his pork clay pot, Andrew found uh, a rag. How you feeling?
5: Uh, the more time passes, the less good. Yeah, Um, I don't blame you, dude. I'm sure it's in my head, right? Because the food tasted fine, right? But it's also like I can't really get it out of my head (laughs) that there was. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't a napkin. Like I know deep down, I don't know what it was. What's your worst case scenario? probably like a dish rag. Um mm-hmm. it, was, it wasn't oh, yeah, it that. Wasn't, it wasn't it that. Wasn't it was too, it no, was too it smooth
4: to be that. I think it's that. It wasn't a dish rag. I think it's that liner thing that comes in a packaging of meat that goes under the meat between that and the styrofoam. Oh, yeah, you're that's, fine then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The thing that was uh, soaking up all the raw meat. Yeah, 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 no, but, you feel yeah but it's cooked. It it's okay. Cooked, yeah. You're going to be okay.
5: Although it's plastic, then the napkin, which got means cut? you don't want the plastic.
3: <laughs> I'm the only one who's like, if you need to leave right now, you can leave. No, 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 It's no, really no, that's... gross. I'm trying to make no, it feel no,
5: better. It's all—it's all, all right. I can stick it out. But at it's least just it wasn't like, a finger. And and at the time, I was like, I don't know why. <laughs> I guess because I'm non-confrontational. But at the time, I was like, yeah, you tried to make it better for yeah, it. Yeah, I was like, let's not make this a thing. And then now, the more time that passes, I'm like, boy, <laughs> there sure was that whole—that uh, <laughs> was like the entire bottom of the thing. It was not like a little shred of something. Yeah. It was like I'm calling a lawyer. Mm. whole time I mean, I'm not I'm not going to do that because oh. so before I don't we know. lose you going home
3: early uh you said <laughs> that you were today years old when you realized something
5: yeah so we talked about how I uh I hadn't realized in the past that I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus wasn't actually about mommy kissing Santa Claus right I felt very stupid when I learned that uh learned that out oh my god listen to me
3: <laughs> this is
5: see this is my problem this is what I mean when I say I'm stupid but uh so there's a new show based on Ted, right? Yeah. Ted the, the talking, talking bear. teddy bear. Um, it's on Peacock. It's based on the movies. It's Seth MacFarlane, uh, and I was I, I saw a clip of it on Twitter when I was driving in with my wife, and I said something to her like, "Oh, we should watch. We should watch this Ted show," and she was like, "Yeah, okay," um, you know. And then she said something like, "It's so cute that his name is Ted," and then I was like, "Yeah, I know. So random, right? Like it's just like a." <laughs> It's just his name is Ted Like that's so silly and random And she's like well It's Ted because he's like a teddy bear right
1: And I was like no
5: No I don't No I don't think I don't think that's what they were cooking I don't think that's what (laughs) they had in mind uh, yeah, no, I saw I did not realize I, I didn't put it together I didn't
1: either To be fair, Ted doesn't loom Very large in my sky no. So it's like no. I just hadn't put that much Is Thought that into it. a nice way it. Of saying it's crap?
4: <laughs> but I
1: had not put that Together
3: either I'm pretty proud of the fact That I've never seen
4: A minute of Ted Yeah, me neither Yeah
1: that's, they're no. good. Oh.
5: I like them. That was like, like the first movies. thing
1: Andrew said to me today. He was like, Are you gonna watch the Ted show? It well, <laughs> just happened. When I got like, here. What's a Ted? And I
5: looked at my phone and I still had the little video clip up. So I was like, Are you going are you watching Ted? And she's like, what?
1: <laughs> I am not.
3: <laughs> I'm uh, I'm getting pissed and pister at uh Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin. Uh, I was ready to just forgive and forget, and it's okay you were in uh, you know uh, an, an emergency situation and you're in pain and you didn't tell anybody. Uh, now it's coming out from the first responders that his aide called and said, we need you to come out, but we need no sirens. Uh, we need you not to come flying up here. We need you to be really, really chill about this, which I didn't know you could do that. Right. right? Either. And uh, the recording so, is out there. Yeah, because we yeah. don't want anything. No, anything. Want to know anything? And I'm getting more and more disappointed in the guy. Yeah. Like I understand your privacy as a person. I understand your privacy uh, on behalf of the country. That maybe you don't want bad actors finding out that the. Uh, Secretary of Defense is incapacitated. I get that, but that's when you tell someone. Tell the president. That's when you tell. Yeah, that's yeah. when you tell everyone in your group. Here's what's going on. You don't just go get put under general anesthetic or weird medication, or you're in the hospital for. T- you don't do that. And the more I'm hearing that it wasn't like an emergency thing, and he didn't know what was going on, they were massaging this. The more bothered I am. Yeah. Now I'm not calling for him to resign or that they should impeach him or something, but this is bad. Yeah.
4: And the, I mean, like, and the as a problem, public official, you don't get the same expectancy of privacy as the rest of us. No. You are in a position where there has to be someone in charge. Yes. And if you are not able to and do your job. And
3: second in charge, the
5: deputy was down with the flu. Right. All the more reason to tell the president. Yeah. And that's the main concern, right? Because I, I, at first I was a little confused by what the, the big issue was and the big thing that everybody saw. But the big issue is that if, like, you know, North Korea bombs us or something like that, We need to have a secretary of defense who's not incapacitated in any way.
4: Right. That's the that's the primary issue. I mean, I don't think it means we wouldn't be able to respond, but you don't want to have any lingering questions or any uncertainty if there is an emergency. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I'm pretty sure that the generals or the third in command would just be like, all right, we got to do this. This is our job. We're going to do it. But you don't want then there to maybe be a question about it after the fact.
3: If we were in the most peaceful stretch that uh, the United States had ever enjoyed, this would still be bad. Yeah. Because you never know. Right. Right. 9-11. Yeah. Pearl Harbor. But we're not. There are wars going on that we are involved in. We have people in harm's way. We have a family friend who is on a naval vessel right now who tells his mom the truth. And his mom tells uh, our friends the truth. And it's like, it's bad. It's way worse than what's being reported. And so when that's what's going on, when you have Israel fighting on multiple fronts and you have Ukraine and Russia and China's always getting froggy, you don't want to have to spend the two
4: minutes it would take to go like, where is Lloyd Austin? like, Like, let's simplify this. If I had the exact same problem I couldn't just not show up. True. Somebody would tell the boss or tell you guys would be like, "Hey, you know, if it's not if I can't do it, my wife would do it or somebody would be like, "Listen guys, he's not coming in. He had to, you know, got some a medical thing we're taking care of, don't worry about it." But you you wouldn't just not show up. No. Yeah, I don't like it to anybody else's job.
2: I just I think it's 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 very simple. It is an important gig and regardless if you are the secretary of defense or secretary of state or if you're the president, if you're incapacitated in some way, somebody needs to know about it. Mm-hmm. And it's I mean, it's squarely on him. Um, I, yeah, and I agree. with you. I don't think he should lose his job over it necessarily. People say he's good at the job. You know, I don't know. But um, from what I understand, he is. But you don't get the same privacy the rest of us do. You, right. just, you, you just don't. Just like I don't believe. There are certain, uh, there are certain things that people, uh, an average person gets to enjoy uh, gets to enjoy. You get to have certain privacies. There are certain perks that you get. You get to own stocks. I don't think people in positions of power should get to own individual stocks, for example. You have a medical emergency. I don't think you get to keep that secret because of the position you're in. Yep. There are just certain things you shouldn't get to do.
3: Good call. Yeah, agree. Uh, Lighten it up here a little bit. You know, the Guinness is uh, a, a world record. It used to be cool. Now it's not. It's just stupid. I'm in it. But uh, my point. Uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, I always felt like I could break all of them. But especially the, <laughs> the eating ones. Yeah, the mm. eating ones were never impressive to me. <laughs> And I find myself uh, fifty-five years down the road feeling the same way. A guy in Germany broke a world record by chugging a cup of coffee in three point one seconds. is it hot coffee? Didn't say.
1: I mean, I assume it would be because if it's cold coffee, I could do that. That would be easy. yeah. I was going to say it's got to be hot. How would Got to you- be piping hot. Yeah, I don't pass that
3: test right now. Let's go. Yeah, right. I'm glad you guys agree. Also, uh, they are going to be stripping the uh, holder of the oldest dog, of, uh, of its title. The dog was supposedly 31 years old, but it now appears that the owner swapped it out at least once.
4: Oh! <laughs> oh! Possibly twice. Yeah, I was going to say. 30, yeah, 15, 16 is a long the life. The Guinness
3: people just showed up and were like, yeah, it's an old dog. Same dog. Look, looks like him. <laughs> it's supposed to be 30, it's like a, 31. It's like a, it's like so a sitcom this, where uh, the
4: dog runs away and the dad goes and finds a dog that looks just like it. Did it tell you what the second place dog is?
3: Mm-mm. No. It's a good question. It's oh, the oh, that new
4: that champ, though.
5: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got great news for the second oldest dog. <laughs> that yeah.
1: one's like seventeen. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah.
1: it's, actually, it's the shattering oldest dog.
3: That was funny. When so when Phoebe was little, uh, and we had multiple pets, and she was freakishly amazing at sculpty. Remember sculpty? It was like a, a clay no. uh, that you would make little mm-hmm. sculptures with, mm-hmm. and then bake it. And it was really. Hmm. Pretty high end. And this little freak, I'm telling you, she could make anything. She made me, about a three inch me that could have committed a crime and I would have gone to jail for it. <laughs> One time on Mother's Day, when she was about six or seven, uh, I kept saying, We need to go shopping, need to go get shopping. And she never did. And on Mother's Day morning, I'm, I'm trying to teach her a lesson. I'm like, Well, I guess mom's going to have nothing. She goes, Just give me a minute. And she starts, <laughs> you know, her eyes roll back in her head and she starts fashioning something. And she made a dozen roses. That looked like a dozen roses. And I'm just like, I'm going to back away real slow. Just don't <laughs> hurt me. Uh, but when uh, Molly passed away, uh, the guinea pig. she the guinea made pig. a casket. Oh, yeah. And as we were burying her under the baryon tree, uh, I started filling the dirt in and I broke the top of the casket and she went off. I mean, she oh. went yep. completely insane. My favorite was she had uh, two beta fighting fish, lightning and thunder. And uh, one day, lightning died, and we, we buried lightning in the, the garden, the vegetable garden there. And she, being Catholic, you know, said a prayer to God and introduced them. Uh, thunder, as happens with older couples, died the next day. And so we're having a second funeral, and Phoebe's on her knees, making the sign of the cross, and she's like, God— uh, I want you to uh, to to meet Thunder. Uh, Thunder's wife was Lightning. You met her yesterday.
5: <laughs> 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 I thought that was so cute. Hey, got me again. Look, I don't want to <laughs> be here any more than you do.
3: One of these days, I'm going to be putting the ground in a big giant sculpty casket, though. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Better look good. You know she's going to bust the top of it too. <laughs> there you go. Take that, dead. <laughs> One of my favorite songs, Barry Goudreau, who is the uh, guitarist for Boston, my friend Bradley Dump, the lead singer, Sibishan, the drummer, Boston without Tom Schultz because he was an a-hole. So they kicked Uh, him out.
4: I'm like, that's a Boston song. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, So there's this lady going viral on TikTok because she has the perfect corporate speak voice. Anyone who works for a company and you have meetings, this is what it sounds like. And here's what's interesting about it. The reason she's gone viral isn't like, oh, that's very funny. It's that people are being triggered by it <laughs> and uh, unable to listen and then bothered for uh, hours afterwards after hearing this voice.
1: OK, so it's actually a little bit before nine, but everybody's already here. So I'm just going to go ahead and get started. OK, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Corporate Aaron. I'm the manager for the manager of logistics for management and management. And for the purposes of today's meeting why I put a nine o'clock meeting on everyone's call this morning. Thank you so much for being here. Is kind of really just explaining my presence. (laughs) So Mm. I am taking over social media for Lisa Beasley. She's on a sabbatical. Uh, She currently doesn't have the bandwidth and we can definitely understand (laughs) that even though we have our workload here, we can definitely (laughs) understand.
3: This is one of the best parts of this job is we don't have to go to that many meetings. True. I can't remember being in one. I swear to God, this is true. My entire work life, I don't remember ever being in a meeting where I walked out and I went, "Thank God I was in that meeting." <laughs> <laughs> we got some real stuff done there. Yeah. Um
2: I don't want all right, I'll say it anyway. Uh, Amy and I have not had to go to one single meeting. You have a good time slot. It's a great yeah. time yeah. slot for yeah. that. Yeah. Because they're not going to do it earlier than 10. I and they're not going to do it late in the afternoon. I don't have to go because they know I'll talk.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll be like Please don't let order. him ask any questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they had a big one the other day, and Steve's like, you got yeah. something to do, right? And I'm like, I'll find something. Uh,
5: uh, <laughs> the only important meeting we ever really had was when our our... That when we got sold at the old station yeah, years ago. That was a good one. And even that one was like, I mean, I'd have found out in an email. That was like, <laughs> was like setting
3: your kids down on the bed telling them you're getting divorced.
4: <laughs> I do think there's just an inherent problem, though, when, like, if you're, especially when you're talking corporate level where it's a big company, there's always you're, you're always talking to people that don't know you, you don't know them, and there's always a gap in what you think is important and what everybody else is like even whether it's even relevant to them, Mm. you know, and and I, that, that's the problem I think is whenever it's the, uh, the corporate offices, it's just weird because nobody knows you. And most of the time, I know I found myself sitting there going, uh, none of that pertains to me. And I think I, I bet you literally nobody wants to be at them. Even the people conducting them. I'm sure they don't.
3: Why would they? I don't know. I I don't know. Uh, I have a dim view on middle management. Uh, And this isn't new for me. I've said this forever. I I think middle management, define that as you will. Uh, Here's how you define it. The people who don't have an actual job, they just create things so that it appears that they are doing something, which typically the people below them think is stupid because they don't know what they're actually doing because they don't do the job. And the people above them are going to find out in about 18 months how dumb it really
0: was.